Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Tis the season to be jolly and uh, hopefully merry, happy, and healthy. Uh, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. It's Saturday night here in the Puget Sound, and uh, so excited you decided to join us. Uh, tonight, today I've got great guests, and that's actually tonight, um, But because the sun is down, it is dark, and it is raining for crying out loud. Put your buckets out there in case we need some rain for the summer. Um, I've got uh, some great guests today. Uh, I've got A.J. Rathbun, who is an author and a master mixologist. He writes for uh, uh, one of the great publications here in Seattle. He's got a bunch of great books and a website, and I uh, welcome him back to the radio show. We're going to mix up some cocktails, talk about holiday festivities, and, uh, well, we're going to do some imbibing. Um, and also, I've got uh, the lovely couple. I've got Bob and Lauren Bullock, who are the uh, owners, proprietors of Eye of the Needle Winery up in Woodenville. Um, gosh, I think I've known Bob for about 10 years now, and it's great to finally have him in studio. Uh, they've done some great things uh, in the world of wine here in Washington, as well as for our local community. And we're going to talk about uh, the cool wine and the cool project they've got going on. But right now, I want to welcome Lauren and Bob. Welcome to Happy Hour. Hi, Christopher. Hi Thanks there. for having us, Christopher. So, Bob, when did we first meet? Was that like 2004, 2005? Uh, 2006? Yeah. That's <laughs> right about then. Exactly. Yeah, so it's been a long, fun ride, and of course, uh, you were purveying some wine. Um, you started the uh, Eye of the Needle Winery back when? In uh, 2009. 2009. And uh, you were doing wine sales prior to that, as I recall. I was I was a winery agent for Russell Creek and Whitman Cellars and some Walla Walla properties. Just uh, retired and out selling some wine on commission only and having some fun. Yeah, that's very cool. And Lauren, um, have you always been in, had the wine bug, or did you sort of uh, get? Uh, stomped into it, crushed into it. Crushed into it? That (laughs) might be the good word for it. Uh, My background is more in the marketing PR side. Ah. Yeah, in the events side. Oh, really? Design. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That was your profession prior? Yeah. Or still now, I guess? Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, we're kindred spirits in that way. All three of us, we got kind of a love triangle going on. I like <laughs> I, I do events, and uh, I love making wine and drinking wine. As, I, as you might know, I made some wine this year, too. Um, or I should say last year, last harvest, and uh, it was really, really fun. And, and you know, it's, I get now why winemakers are so proud of their babies. Oh, yeah. And they are babies. <laughs> they are they babies. They are babies. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully they don't grow too old in that bottle because you want to um, keep them coming. But... Let's talk about uh, uh, the first wines you started producing, Bob. What were they in 2009? Uh, In 2009, the first wine was Sangiovese. And my good friend Jeff Gordon helped me out kind of getting it going. He uh, picked up a 1,000 gallons of Waluk Slope Sangiovese for me and took it to his winery. Uh, He sold me a couple barrels of his Cabernet, and we threw some oak chips in there and called it good. (laughs) And (laughs) And was it uh, good? I think it was good. It it was was quite a hit. 
that was we won a lot of awards with that wine. It. Uh, it was I think our first funny. bottling was 400 cases, and we were petrified if it was ever going to go away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I told her, I said, "You better like this because we're going to drink this till we're dead." Look at that! That's, that's a tall stack <laughs> but, of wine. Uh, it was gone in like two months. Yeah, so. eleven weeks. It was gone. That's cool. And then you're like, oh, "Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? It's good to have great the, thing." Like, <sighs> now what do we do? Yeah. I thought exactly. this is really easy. <laughs> I called Jeff and I said, hey, I sold out. <laughs> and uh, can we do it again? And he goes, that first time was to get you going. I need uh, at least 2,000 cases now to make it worth the time. And I thought, whoa. whoa. <laughs> what vintage was that wine? That was 2007. Yeah, seven. So you came out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and seven was uh, was an unheralded vintage in Washington, but it's really kind of it's odd. We talk about vintages around the world, and it's like mm -hmm. Champagne is important, Burgundy is important, Bordeaux. But Washington, we've got we've got a pretty big state, and then there's a sometimes Walla Walla might freeze, but uh, Yakima is just fine. Absolutely, there, there's there's wine and grapes to be had. Uh, but uh, it seems like Walla Walla seems to get the brunt of it from my memory. Yeah, it's that big pool. If if we know our Washington wine history about how the uh, glacial lake Missoula and the floods and came that that Walla Walla little uh, um, uh, it became a little pool. And yep. so cold air hangs out there now, just like water, because it flows. Uh, speaking with Bob and Lauren Bullock, the uh, proprietors and now winemakers and marketing people of Eye of the Needle <laughs> Winery. Now, you're up in Woodinville. When did you actually uh, set up shop up there? Uh, 2010 was that. Yeah. yeah. 2009, Jim Page gave us our start, letting us use a secondary winery license that he had. Oh, and we stayed there for uh, a year, and um, yeah. our program took off. And I thought, okay, I'm like squeezing Jim for space, or we need to find our own space. So we did get our own location in 2010. Mm -hmm. And that's almost like right across the drive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Almost across the street. Yeah, stones throw or bottles throw, corks pop and throw. <laughs> a absolutely. <laughs> and um, how many? So from 2010, um, obviously very interesting vintages because oh, you started with eight, nine, and going forward, nine very warm, ten, eleven quite chilly, twelve, thirteen, fourteen warm. What wines are you making these days? So um, we specialize in proprietary blends. Um, We've got um, some 100% Merlot. It's probably the only 100% varietal that we have in bottle right now. We have the ability to do uh, uh, some 100% Cab and continue with the Merlot program. But our thing is to put blends together and, and use wine varietals that most people wouldn't think of doing. Uh, we have a little wine called Harvest White. <laughs> it was like the... Best of show at Seattle Food and Wine a couple years ago. Viognier, Chenin Blanc, and Gewurztraminer. Uh, Who does very, that? Um, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. That's cool blend, though, because you get the nice, bright acidity from Chenin Blanc, and you get the richness and floral characters of Viognier and Gewurztraminer. I bet it's probably pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty fun. Pretty showy, I imagine. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I mean, you uh, you just passed on a bottle of the 2012 Otis Vineyard Merlot Reserve, and w was this your first bottling of that vineyard? So, 2011 was the first bottling, and that was one ton of fruit, 
So, so that's uh, like a barrel, right? Uh, two and a half barrels. Oh, okay. 70 cases. Um, this wine, uh, we only did uh, 10 barrels, I think. Most of what we do, and we do these things, they're small. And they're pretty much available at the winery only. Cool. But uh, so the eleven, um, eleven chili vintage. So that probably needs a little time in the bottle. It, um, but twelve would be uh, nice and approachable now. And apparently, you won some uh, accolades with this wine. That wine is won uh, gold at San Francisco Chronicle. Um, Andy Purdue's uh, thing at the uh, Platinum Hood Awards, River. Hood River, Hood River it yeah. won there, and now it's in the uh, competition for Platinum Gold, and those results will be released on Christmas Day. Very exciting! Oh, Christmas Day, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I thought. <laughs> well, I guess that's his way of giving people a Christmas gift, huh? Well, I guess they're, they're, it's going to take them some time to to put their publication together. Oh. Uh, they had seven hundred plus wines, yeah. so. Wow, that's getting bigger and bigger. I bigger remember when it was bigger. 200 and 300. Yep. That's that's a good, that means what Platinum Deal is where they take gold and double gold winners from um, various uh, wine award programs from around the, the region uh, that are all from Washington or Oregon and or Idaho, and then they just taste those single blind, or I'm not sure their methodology, but uh, and they pull out some great awards. But that means that all these other, our region is getting better and better. Absolutely. That um, the wine in that uh, twelve Merlot, um, that's block three at Otis, and it's about fifty-two or fifty-three years old. So, yeah. um, the fruit concentration in it and the layers is is phenomenal. It's just going to be. It is a really nice bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the oldest vineyard next to Harrison Hill. Next, I think Harrison Hill was planted after that in Washington State. I believe so. I know that Commercial. he's got some cab plantings back to fifty-seven. Yeah, that there's. Well, I don't know if they called that a vineyard at the time, but who knows? Anyway, uh, Lauren, how do you actually um, make these these great accolades and promote these awards uh, through with your marketing ability? What do you do with these stuff? Well, it's it's social media. Yeah, yeah, and the website. As a matter of fact, we just revamped the website, so it's it's going to pop up uh, at literally, I think, tonight. All right. <laughs> yeah, brand, brand Saturday new. night. Here Saturday. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, and so people are now going to be able to purchase the wines online, which we haven't had the capability before. And, uh, of course, the usual twits twits and Facebooks and... (laughs) <laughs> no one's actually called it a twit. I think they call it tweets, but there are some twits tweeting. She usually calls me that. <laughs> you, well, you have a Twitter handle. What is that? At? At? I-O-T Needle Wine. The letter I, the letter O, the letter T. E-Y-E. Oh, I see. O-T Needle Wine, yeah. I ought Had to get a little creative on that. Yes. Okay. So you can tweet, tweet, and of course we're at at Happy HR Radio. And your website? Eyeoftheneedlewinery.com. Excellent. Tasting room up in Woodenville, I imagine. In the warehouse district. Yes. Building D. Building D for delicious. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, When can people come and visit and uh, sample and... Saturday, Sunday, 1 to 5. Uh-huh. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. Actually, right after Absolutely. the tasting room hours. That's it. Well, perfect. So everybody uh, tonight, head over to Woodenville. And uh, how many wineries in the uh, warehouse district now? Oh, goodness. 
I think we were number five or six, and now there's 25. There's 32. It's crazy. 32. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It yeah. went, you know, that's funny because... But people love it. They can park and walk and... You oh, know. <laughs> it's great. In fact, it's a nice stroll, and it's uh, it's it's very urban-esque because they're mm-hmm. all kind of this, this garage door steel yeah. and big warehouses and barrels, and um, obviously quite busy this past vintage, right? Quite busy. And very friendly, you know, it's just such a, um, you can just come as you are and relax and there's, you know, not a lot of pretense and it's just, it's just really fun. Yeah, and that's for, yeah, both winemakers are very comfortable and uh, yeah. sharing with the knowledge and equipment. And, uh, of course, you know, remember when you're out tasting everybody, um, this is the season, of course, but uh, leave the perfume at home, please. And uh, wear shoes that you can really stand around because you're talking about typically some cement floors and things like that. So it's important that uh, when you go out, look good, but don't necessarily smell good. <laughs> you want to smell like wine by the end of the day. Um, what are any events? coming up in the new year for you you know we take kind of take a break um you know between christmas and new year's um but oh I, that's good yeah <laughs> you know kind of the only time of year we can do that you're supposed to yeah yeah and then um we'll start open again in uh january and and probably have thinking about having a girls night out in Jan- at the end of january right before uh, super bowl oh okay yeah. and um, now how many wines again do you produce how many different varieties uh, right now we have seven SKUs. Okay, and the SKU would be an SKU. That's industry speak for uh, the little barcode kind of thing you got on the in your products. And uh, your your wines are typically available, of course, at the tasting room. But what are the big retailers that uh, join forces with you to to make people happy? Um, pretty much all the major chains: Safeway, Albertson, Fred Meyer, uh, Whole Foods. QFC. Met Market, QFC. Wow, okay. So you're you're out there. We're out there. Excellent. And uh, I love that. Well, I know that we're going to talk about a very special project you have uh, uh, going out here in the Northwest and, and helping feed our neighbors, and uh, that's called the 12th Blend. So when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into, um, you have two wines, a white and a red, and I'm quite excited to taste them. Uh, folks, if you want to uh, learn more about eyeoftheneedlewinery.com, you just go to the website which is eyeoftheneedlewinery.com. Perfect. And you can send out some tweets. It's E-Y-E-O-T needle Needle wine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, at needle wine. All right, we'll get that. But folks, stick around. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, speaking with Bob and Lauren Bullock of Eye of the Needle Winery right here on Happy Hour Radio. A look at the world from a Northwest perspective. Lars Larson, live, weekdays, noon to 3. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Well, ho, 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 and welcome back for round two of Happy Hour Radio. Hope you have something delicious in your glass. On the rocks or uh, something warm and a mug with uh, some whipped cream or a nice glass of wine. I've got the pleasure of having two glasses of wine in front of me here because I've got Bob and Lauren Bullock of Eye of the Needle Winery, and uh, we're going to talk about the 12th blend. Um, Lauren, tell me about how the 12th blend got started. So Bob came to me one day, as he does, uh, and gave me a look, <laughs> and I knew he had a new idea. <laughs> what is that look, Bob? Show me that look. Can't see it on radio. He's like, I'm glad you're sitting down, that, right? He makes a light bulb. <laughs> 
Where's that? Absolutely. I said, That's all it. right, bring it on. What is it? And he goes, well, I want to I wanna do a 12th blend. And I said, okay, but here's the deal. If we're going to do this, it's going to be a give back wine. Oh, nice. Because usually, you know, he's he's the idea man, and then I'll come up with the concept. And the uh, marketing. And the marketing and the look, right? She designed the label. Lauren designed the label. Awesome. Yeah, so, so that's that's uh, that was the deal. And, uh, and what year was this? Last year. Is that it, it, it was the beginning of 2014. No way. Yeah. I thought this was out in 13. No. 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 It's 18 months old. Our oh. first bottling was June of 2014. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so I said, all right, I'll, I'll, um, you know, we're, we're real passionate about, uh, giving back obviously. And so we chose Northwest Harvest because, uh, you're feeding people and we figured who, you know, who, who can't imagine, uh, you know, not getting their next meal and, and how wrong that is in this country of, yeah, of wealth. So we figured that'd be, that'd be easy. So, okay. We talked to Northwest Harvest. They were on board, thank God. And, and, uh, said, okay, we'll give two meals for every bottle of 12th blend wines that we sell. Wow. And, uh, of course the 12th blend is, uh, it's a nice green number 12. And of course that reminds us of a, a certain, uh, organization here in the Northwest, yes. which we're all quite proud of. And the label is blue. So you got blue and green going on. Um, and so this started 18 months ago. How successful has the 12th blend been? It, it has just been amazing. It's, it's, it's like the minute we thought of it, it, it rocked and rolled. It, it we brought it out. Um, our bottling was was filmed, and and every, oh, wow. everybody got real excited about it. And by the end of last year, 2014, we were able to donate 100,200 meals back to Northwest Harvest. Oh my goodness! It was amazing. It's just amazing. That is amazing. And thank God that this is a fan wine, is what we call it. This uh -huh. this is for the fans because the fans are so generous and so giving and. I can't think of anybody that wouldn't want to be a part of something, you know, having to do with giving back. So and food and wine go so well together. And food and wine, yeah. And there's sixty-five thousand fans on uh, eight, <laughs> ten Sundays That's a year it. over here. Hopefully That's more, it. right? That's we want it. some more. That's it. Uh, well, cool. I see a white and a red. Which came first? They oh. came together. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bottle, yeah we decided to do a white and a red. Christopher, when we sat down with these wines, we thought, okay, what are we trying to do here? All right. It's fan food wine. Fan what food. What goes with three-layer Mexican dip over here and blue cheese stuffed olives at the other end of the table? Uh-huh. And Cheetos and, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. wings and ribs and meat, whatever. So Sangiovese, obviously, is a food wine. Yes. High, nice acidity, so light, we, uh, light cherry flavors. We found some 2012 Sanjo. Mm-hmm. Back to your roots. Back to my roots, and we found some 2010 Walla Walla Merlot. All right. And uh, so we put it together. The wine is very, very medium-bodied, and it has low tannin and acid, and it works with all kinds of things. Okay. Well, I see the white. Now, let's talk about the white, because I want to try the white first, then okay. go to the red. Chenin Blanc and 15% Riesling. Oh, two high acid grapes. About 0.8 residual. Uh, starts off like it's going to be sweet, and then that tart Granny Smith comes in, uh, dries it out. Mmm, tasty. It's I pork. like this temperature too. You get the real texture 
of uh, the wine. Of course, Chenin Blanc is known for the Loire Valley. Nice apple flavors and Riesling. You get lime, uh, peach, um, bright acidity. Uh, it, you know why they add sugar? And, and Bob was talking about 0.8% residual sugar, 0.08 per gram yes. per liter, which is not high at all. That's no, very low. No, it's very often. But it, but it really helps you. Um, some Our brains are wired to, to get sugar and fruit that makes it taste good to us. Because if you ever smell vanilla, it smells really good. But if you to taste vanilla extract, it doesn't taste good. That's right. No sugar in there. That's why I think the ice cream so good. <laughs> it loves heat. It, it loves, loves heat. Thai food. It loves jalapeno poppers. It loves <laughs> buffalo wings. It loves tacos. Oh, well. And your porch. And my porch. That's right. <laughs> you can rock and roll on the porch. Um, very fun. Uh, the 12th blend white, uh, 85% Chenin Blanc, 15% Riesling. And this is the 2012 vintage? 2014. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. 2014. 18 months. Come on, Chris. Get with it. I had 12th blend in my mind in 2012. Well, um, delicious wine. And uh, I imagine these two wines are paired together all around in all these grocers and, and, and wine shops? They are. All right. They so are. I'm going to try your Sancho Merlot. You said Fitty Fitty? Uh, 9010. 90 Sancho, 10 90 Merlot. 10. All right. Here I go. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Mmm. Tasty. It's a super Tuscan. You get the the cherry fruit of the of the, the Sangio, and you get some nice dark plum fruit with the Merlot. Um, just soft hint of oak, and the tannin is just dry enough on the finish that you make want to take another sip, or another bite of that, whatever, whatever <laughs> that is. So fun. Well, what's the price point? I'm thinking it's around twelve bucks or something. Where are we at on this wine? So these wines retail for fourteen ninety nine, and two people get fed. Yeah, that's great. It's pretty simple. You feed two people, you don't cook, you don't do dishes, and you get to drink. <laughs> that is a simple equation. That's, yeah, I like that. You can't make it any easier. Yeah. I, mean, I could pay you to do it, but... No, that, that business model doesn't work so well. Um, mm -hmm. What a treat. So the 12th blend, um, available now. It's benefiting Northwest Harvest, which means you're helping your neighbors. And uh, the funny thing about hunger is that we don't always see it. We, you know, and, and the, everyone is, has pride, and we don't want to say we're struggling because kind of we're built that way. But um, this is uh, a, a very helping hand at the right time and actually available throughout the year, correct? That is correct. As long uh, as you have supplies available? Absolutely. That's correct. So we just did another five... Uh, 50,000 meals to the food bank. So in the past 18 months, we're at 150,200 meals. And I'd like everybody to know that ongoing, it doesn't stop. Every time you buy a bottle of 12, you feed two people. That's great. Well, Bob and Lauren Bullock, uh, proprietors and owners of Eye of the Needle Winery in uh, Woodenville, uh, you've done a great job. I'm very pleased to have you on the show and reconnect, and congratulations on having an outstanding idea, Bob. And uh, Lauren, <laughs> congratulations on really making it sing. It looks fantastic, and the wine is quite good. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. I'm glad to have you. So, uh, Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, <laughs> grab some wine, feed some people, and uh, what more is there? And have a party. Let's have a party. <laughs> well, uh, um, I, I love wine, and uh, during the holidays, it's time for some cocktails. And I've got uh, my old friend, A.J. Rathman, who's an author and master mixologist. Um, he's going to mix up some cocktails here on the show. So I'm going to say, A.J., welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks so much for having me, Christopher. It's hey, exciting to be here. Uh, it is. It's the season, and I imagine you're busy uh, tasting a lot of drinks and, and mixing up cocktails and having some fun. 
as much as I can. <laughs> I mean, there's what, 24 hours in the day? You got to sleep around eight. The rest of them, that's what I'm doing. That's what they say 24 kicks. Cans in a case of beer, 24 <laughs> hours in a day. Coincidence? I don't know. Um, well, uh, let's re- remind all of our, our listeners exactly um, what you do and what you're up to. So I'm uh, what I like to call a dipsographer. That is not a completely made-up word, but sort of. Uh, I write about cocktails, spirits, uh, entertaining at home, a lot of local uh, Washington distillery work. So I get to... Uh, Try pretty much every drink you can think of. Oh, well, you get to make some up in the head of yours, too, I imagine. I do a lot of recipe writing as well, because, you know, you have all these things. We have so many delicious bottles around that you instantly, if you're me, think, like, how can I make that into a cocktail? Or what sort of old cocktail would that be good in? I I love it. And um, you have a website and everything, right? I do. It's just ajrathbun.com. It's pretty easy. And it's R-A-T-H-B-U-N? Yep, that's it. ajrathbun.com. You also have some articles for some local publications. Yeah, I have a steady gig with Seattle Magazine. Love them. I do a blog post every week on the Seattle Magazine blog that covers everything from local bar news to new spirits that are out there to drink suggestions for certain occasions. And then I also do a little bar review every month in the Mm. actual magazine itself. And once in a while, I'll do some larger pieces for the magazine, too. And then on my own blog... I do a different drink every Friday to get people ready for the weekend. Ah, I like it. And so you can sign up for one of those uh, blog post emails that reminds everybody to to check you out? Yes, you should be able to sign up for that. I also post them to Twitter, as Uh people do these days. Yes, and you are at? I'm just A-J-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. (laughs) <laughs> That's it, at A.J. Rathman. Pretty simple. Uh, very easy. And we are at Happy HR Radio. So um, you tweet me out. I'll be sharing that with all of our listeners and friends. Um, Tis the season to start drinking cocktails. Um, uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into some of the delicious cocktails that you've got in uh, some of the books you've made, you've written, Champagne Cocktails and Ginger Bliss and the Violet Fizz. So stick around. i got A.J. Rathbun here on Happy Hour Radio. Hi, I'm Jake Kossif with Miller's Guild Restaurant. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KBI. The Commute with Carlson, weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Talk Radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back, everybody. Happy Saturday night. It's Happy Hour Radio. And, uh... Time for round three. Hope you've got something still great in your glass. Uh, exploring, this is the season for exploring new cocktails and new beverages, and there's always something new on the shelf. So I hope you uh, venture out. Um, but of course, the uh, the standbys, the stalwarts, the the steadfast classics uh, never disappoint. Uh, I had the pleasure of having one of our classic guys in town. It's uh, A.J. Rathbun. He is the uh, the well, wine spirits writer, or the spirits writer for uh, Seattle Magazine. He also has his own website, ajrathbun.com. And uh, he's got some Twitters. He puts out a, a, a special cocktail every Friday, so check it out. Sign up for Twitter at, at ajrathbun. And remember, we're at Happy Hour Radio. So, um, AJ, you gave me two cool books to review. Uh, the first is called uh, uh, Ginger Bliss and the Violet Fizz, which I'll chat about. But right now, this is a really pretty book called Champagne Cocktail. Tell me about this one. 
It's a nice, uh, not-too-hefty book. It's got 50 good recipes, uh, covers a lot of ground. Champagne and sparkling cocktails, of course, are perfect for this holiday season, right? Because yes. the holidays are always a little fancier, a little snazzier, mm-hmm. and the champagne cocktails just really match that. And while I love champagne all by itself, having a special cocktail at one of your holiday parties or with New Year's coming up just makes your party a little more personal. And sparkling. And sparkling. So the book has five different sections, uh, covers everything from classics to new drinks uh, from bartenders, from me, from other books, uh, has cool. your basic sparkling wine, but then sort of gets around the world a little bit with things like Prosecco and Lambrusco from Italy and ah. Cava, various other things. So it's fun. Yeah, so you don't necessarily have to buy champagne to uh, make a champagne cocktail. In fact, um, typically you'll you'll have a, uh, a less expensive bottle because you're adding a lot of flavor, but there is only one champagne, and I uh, there's a couple of drinks that only work with champagne, in my opinion. But you have a drink in front of me. It's a, a light golden color drink with uh, lots of time, well, moderate-sized bubbles. What's this first beverage called? It's called the Lavanda. Uh, which I love because it sounds a bit like one of those dances that your mom tells you not to do. <laughs> no grinding on the lavanda, <laughs> uh, but it's it's nice. It's it's super easy to make. Has tons of flavor. Uh, it features gin. There's gin in there, and the gin we use today is from Seattle Distilling Company, and it's local. It's on the made on Vashon, Vashon Island. Yep. Tammy and Paco. Tammy and Paco love them with a uh, Vashon elderflower, Oregon juniper, Washington lavender, a mm-hmm. bunch of other local herbals and botanicals. So we take that, shake it up a little bit with a lavender simple syrup. Super easy to make. It's just lavender. Uh, sugar and water. So when you say lavender, is that fresh lavender, or do you actually have dry it first? You can use fresh lavender. Um, usually, I tend to like using fresh lavender, but this year, my wife and I decided to redo the garden, and so we didn't have any fresh lavender, and so I actually made it with organic lavender flowers. Okay. Worked wonderful. Yeah. So shake that up, strain it out into a flute or a white wine glass, and then top it with a couple ounces of Prosecco, mm-hmm. is what we use today, which is the Italian sparkler, of course, and really nice, as you said, for sparkling wine cocktails because Prosecco tends to be really solid but not too expensive, so you don't feel bad mixing it up with other things. Yeah, and the acid in Prosecco is typically just over medium to medium plus. It's not high like a, like a champagne. Yeah, so in this one, works just wonderfully. Um, quite a delicious and complex beverage. I mean, the, the gin actually stands out throughout. The lavender comes in with the aromatics and finishes plateaus on the palate. The sugar attack is sweet up front, but it matches with the gin and lavender. And then the Prosecco um, gives you this, this sort of balances out across the palate because you get the acidity here to match everything. Yeah, that that actually was a perfect description. Can I get you to come write that up for my blog sometime? Because that was fantastic. I would love to. You know, you just keep making me cocktails. And, uh, I'll have to have a dictation. <laughs> like I'll be able to write after a few of these. Um, that's a, such a lovely drink. So again, lavender syrup. You can, um, if you have, I mean, you can buy let dry lavender at one of like the PCC markets and things like that, right? Yeah, for sure. And you can also order it. I ordered mine from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use just regular sugar for that, or I used regular sugar. Um, I want to make it really approachable for pretty much anyone to drink with. A lot of my drinks and in the books, you know. While I hope that the fancy bartenders, and we have the best bartenders in the world right here in Seattle, love the books. Really, they're for the home user anywhere. So I want to make sure that the stuff is gettable most in most situations. I like it. It's gettable, yo. Check it out. <laughs> um, champagne cocktails, 50 cork-popping concoctions and scintillating sparklers by A.J. Rathbun. Um, I love the photography in this book. Oh, they do such a fantastic job. It was 
put out by Harvard Common Press in Boston. And just their design team, the photographers they work with, everything is top-notch. Did you have to go to uh, Boston to take the shots? or I, Not for all of them. A lot of it was done through our friend email where shots would come to me and oh. I'd be like, this one is right, but this one is a little wrong. Cool. Um, yeah, so it was nice. I have gone for – I've done a couple books with Harvard Common and – a fair amount now that I think about it, um, and have been out for shoots before and spent a lot of time in Boston with them, and they're just fantastic. They do a lot of wonderful drink books, but also a ton of great cookbooks. And uh, are all of these recipes yours, or did you actually uh, have some from a few other the mixologists? Yeah, no, there's there's a few different ones in there. Um, as I like to say, it takes a village to write a cocktail book, a village of drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's there's great, there's like classics in there, there's old recipes, there's recipes... I love to go sort of uncover sort of lost classics from old books. And so there's some of those in there. And then there's some from modern mixologists and bartenders as well. Uh, well, it's an exciting book, and you can find it where? On your website, I imagine? Yeah, you can find it on the website. It's a, it's available in most good bookstores. <laughs> most good bookstores. <laughs> and all the great ones, of course. Uh, <laughs> champagne cocktails. Well, I understand you're going to make me another style of uh, sparkling beverage, which is perfect for this Saturday night. Um, what you got in store for me? So this one, which I think is just wonderful in part because of the name um, is a great one for New Year's Eve. It's called Her Sarong Slipped. A little coy, a little nice. Put that on an invitation. People are going to be really excited. It's actually one of those that I was sort of mentioning that I uncovered from an older book. Ah. Uh, it goes back at least to 1941 um, because the book I found it in was published in 41. It's one of my favorite old cocktail books by a bon vivant of the time named Crosby Gage. And the book is called Crosby Gage's Cocktail Guide and Ladies' Companion. Ooh. Yeah, so this is her That's sarong. That's a must-have. I'm going to find look for that one. It's a, it's findable. Findable. It's not gettable. But it's, but it's out <laughs> there. It's out there. You're going to have to do some work. All right, so what are the ingredients in okay. uh, Crosby, wait, Crosby, Crosby Gage? Crosby Gage's. Her sarong slip. Her sarong slip. That sounds like a, something on a back page <laughs> <laughs> So this one's a little different. Um the the first one is nice it's just complex but this one sometimes you say what's in it and people sort of blanch a little bit but but I'm pretty fond of it I like the word uh, blanch yeah it's a good one um, you start with brandy usually but today because it's the holidays holidays are a special time yes we're actually going to be using a very nice Armagnac Armagnac yes Chateau I, my French is horrible I'm not even going to try but Chateau de Tarraque de Tarraque yeah. de Tarraque Tarraque Tarquit. See, I yeah, need to correct me. I don't know. So I'm we're going to go with a decent helping, about an ounce and a half of this, which is a very rich, full-bodied. And Armagnac comes from France. It's uh, much like cognac, but it is distilled uh, in a different style. Um, uses many of the same grapes. Uh, I want to say it's uh, Faux Blanche, uh, Uni Blanc, and uh, Colombard, which are uh, kind of the same. Armagnac is more of a rustic style of uh, cognac, and uh, it adds a little more texture. And uh, well, there's just something when you say rusticity, it's like there's between um, New World bread and Old World bread sometimes. And a lot of you know, slightly smaller producers of Armagnac. And this one was also aged uh, three years in oak. Yes. So that adds a lot too. So with the Armagnac in a shaker with a little ice, I added a little bit of fresh lemon juice mm -hmm. and then a little bit of homemade grenadine. Okay. And you got to be careful because in a lot of stores you see grenadine. Yeah, and high fructose corn syrup yep, and coloring. Exactly, exactly. So not as good. So I'm going to shake this one up. Uh, ah. Give it a good shake. Yeah. And then you want to take it and you're going to use a fine strainer. Mm-hmm. 
find all my tools. Is that because you got the lemon pulp in there from the fresh lemon juice? That's exactly right. Yeah. You've made drinks before. I have. I've uh, <laughs> made some good ones, great ones, and um, some experimental ones that uh, will remain to be unnamed. <laughs> we'll see where this one falls in there. I like it. But you're adding Prosecco to this as well as a little stopper. Yeah, and you could use a, a nice brute sparkling wine would be perfect uh -huh. here too. Yeah, and we have some here in Washington. Chaveri makes a uh, uh, great sparkling wine, uh, as well as, of course, uh, Domaine Saint-Michel. And uh, they have Very a wine good. called yeah. Michel, which works great for bubbles as well. So, so you add that, and then you're going to give it a little stir. And one thing, you don't want to get too wacky on your stirring with champagne cocktails, yeah. right? Because then... You lose the effervescence. Exactly. So it's really bringing it up from the bottom. I have this. This is my... You can't... Those listening sadly can't see, but Christopher, you can see my champagne cocktail spoon with a little uh, bend in the bottom. Yeah, uh, Scarface would love that one. <laughs> <laughs> he liked his champagne cocktails. He did. All right, uh, I'm going to have to give this a little sip. Okay. When we come from this break, I'm going to take a little sip and tell you all about it. So stick around, folks. Uh, I've got A.J. Rathbun in the house. We're making champagne cocktails, and he's got the cool book, Champagne Cocktails, 50 Cork Poppin' Concoctions. Check it out at ajrathbun.com, and stick around. We'll be right back on 570 KVI. I'm Jeffrey Dorgan with the Space Hill Restaurant, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KBI. Only one station has Sean Hannity. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. on Talk Radio 570 KBI. It's KBI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. Oh, ho, 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 and welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. It's time for segment four, our final segment, and uh, I have the pleasure of having a beautiful uh, cocktail in this glass. Uh, compliments of my pal A.J. Rathman, who uh, wrote this cool book called Champagne Cocktails, 50 Cork Poppin' Concoctions and Scintillating Sparklers. So, A.J., remind everybody about this uh, cocktail name. It's called Her Sarong Slipped. It's a beautiful <laughs> cocktail for New Year's Eve because the name's just a little saucy. The drink, can't see it out there, but it's beautiful, sort of light, pale red, thanks to the homemade grenadine that's in there. There's also lemon juice, a little bit of Armagnac, and Prosecco. Oh, um, I love the acid in this one. I love the complexity of uh, the Armagnac with the uh, grenadine. Yeah. I think that... Brandy's a great mixer for um, uh, fruits and other flavors because it doesn't have, it has some oak, but it's not necessarily wood driven like some of our bourbons are. And this uh, has got some great complexity. It also reminds me of the I, Singapore sling came into my mind, but that's probably because you had uh, her sarong slip. <laughs> wow. The brandy is so good in drinks. Just like you're saying, for that reason, it plays really well with certain things, and it sometimes gets forgotten, which is a shame. Well, let's not forget about uh, your great book. So you've got Champagne Cocktails, you've got uh, um, Ginger Bliss and the Violet Fizz, another uh, fantastic title, and a cool book because you've got um, a uh, categories listed by flavors, and that's really fun. Yeah, so it's a book really highlighting different flavors of liqueurs, so like different liqueur families and vermouths, and so the chapters are broken out by flavor profile, so there's like a citrus, an herbal, a floral... It's fun, sort of helpful if you're feeling in a you know different kind of mood. Well, that's inspiration too, I think, because you give somebody like it's a like color uh, or but flavor, which is great. Um, 
What other books do you have at your website, ajrathbun.com? There are 11 total, so we don't have to go through all oh, of them. We should have done the 11 days of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch. There's, you know, there's everything from homemade liqueurs for those who want to make their own. There's a book about dark spirits for those people who like the rums and the rye and the bourbons. There's a couple food books on there, including a snack book that might be helpful over the holidays Edible? and various party snacks. I get it. <laughs> cool. AJRathbun.com is the website and you can check out his recipes or sign up for Twitter and it's uh, at AJRathbun. So AJ, I know that you get a chance to taste so many different uh, uh, cocktails and spirits and uh, accoutrements that uh, go to, with the bar. Um, I got this bottle of Tap 357 Canadian Maple Rye Whiskey in the mail. Um, compliments of, uh, well, of course, PR agency. And uh, I know that you tasted it. What did you think of it? Uh, it's it's been a while. I liked it. I liked the Canadians. Usually, it was it was nice. It had some had some body. Um, you know, I always try to push the locals though. I I, I hear you. Um, but I guess you Canada is almost local. <laughs> Canada, that's right. It's a new town, a new country. Um, our neighbors up north, and they blend uh, three, five, and seven year old. That's why it's three, five, seven, three, five, seven year old whiskeys, and add a little bit of, uh, um, of course, it's the, the rye whiskeys, but maple syrup. And I've always been, I think maple's a strong flavor, but this tends to be pretty well balanced. I was, I was pleased to taste it. Uh, I think it works well. I put some orange bitters in there, oh, that and, sounds good. and uh, a touch of uh, just. A, a regular uh, French vermouth, um, red, and it was quite good. But now I also had this cool toy called the Venturi, Venturi Spirit Aerator. And uh, when I turned my back, you poured uh, um, <laughs> some of the Armagnac into two glasses here, and you tasted them as well. And so now I'm going to taste some and see if this aerator really makes a difference. So um, say something while I taste well, uh, uh, Armagnac number one. The test is on. Um, the Armagnac which you're tasting right now, which we also used in the drink Her Strong Slipped, Chateau de Terrequet. Chris had to Something like correct that. me earlier. Yeah. yeah, my French is not so good. It's delicious Armagnac, though, so it's a great one to try this out with. It's got a lot going on. And very rich, like most Armagnacs, very warm, nice to have after dinner or in cocktails if you're feeling it. All right, here we go. Let's well, that's the first sip. You keep talking. I can take one more sip. Okay, keep trying <laughs> this is it. so good. <laughs> keep trying it. Armagnac is another, like, people are a little nervous about using it in cocktails, and it can be a little pricey, but when you can find a good Armagnac that you feel comfortable mixing with other things, makes knockout drinks. Here okay. we go. Okay, here's the, they're both, both delicious. Um, I think number two tastes, uh, it has a better texture to the flavor. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, just the texture, though. What about the... The, um, the aromatics are similar, but I yeah. think this, you know, uh, with Armagnac, you get a little bit of the oak, and we've got... Uh, what's the answer? What, which okay. was... Number two. Is Venturi? Is Venturi. Hey, how about that? It it actually it does changed sort of... It it. It just mellows it a tiny bit on that that le that one level, like you're saying, on the texture level. It smooths it down. So, folks, check it out. If you want to uh, change and enhance your own spirits, uh, if you're making it at home, uh, or you buy them, uh, check out the Venturi. Hey, I did it on air, on blind, and um, it actually makes a difference. So congratulations to the Venturi people. And AJ Rathman, happy holidays. So great to have you again. Let's get together back in the new year. Will do, Christopher. Thanks so much for having me, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays, Drink everyone. Thanks for, folks, thanks for joining me with uh, Bob and Lauren Bullock of I Have the Needle uh, Winery, and, of course, A.J. Rathbun. AJRathbun.com. Check out uh, Tap 357 Maple Rye Whiskey, and, of course, the Venturi Spirits, man. That gift works. Congratulations. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, look forward to seeing you out and about. Remember, folks, life is always better with the designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.